women are powerful and have accomplished great things. Yet, sometimes we suffer from self-doubt, fear, and limiting beliefs. We often believe that we are not good enough. These negative beliefs stop us from achieving our goals. Welcome to Sprinting to Success, a podcast dedicated to women who have experienced struggles, yet found ways to step into their power, their greatness, and learn to embrace challenges. These women will share their stories and give you insights to help you on your path so you can follow your dreams. And now, here's your host, Esme Lawrence. My name is Esme Lawrence, and welcome to Sprinting to Success podcast. My guest today is the founder of Simply Celebrate, is dedicated to helping people find creative, intentional, and impactful ways to celebrate life and to express love for family and friends. Welcome to Sprinting to Success podcast, Sherry Ricker Ballou. Hey, Esme, hello. I'm so honored Hi. to be here with you. Oh, I'm honored. You know, it's a privilege to, um, to have you on the show, and I'm just thankful um, and feeling blessed. Thank you. I want you to go back to your childhood. What was that like? Wow. Okay, good. Um, well, in a nutshell, so I grew up in a small town in Ohio here in the United States. And um, I didn't realize it until many years later, but those were, even though on the outside, people always thought I was really happy and bubbly. They were actually really hard times for me internally. Right. And I think a lot of that was just that I, um, I didn't know how to be myself in the world. I didn't know how to really express myself. I was kind of a chameleon, always trying to fit in and be liked. And um, years later, you know, when I was still a young woman, I realized, well, I didn't realize it hit me, right? Like this, um, this really deep depression that went on for, for a number of years, actually right. leading to a suicidal place in my life. And so that whole period of my, you know, my younger self, um, I guess, as it is for many people, it was, it was difficult. <laughs> it was difficult. Right. And so yeah. what, were, what were your thoughts? Like what was um, painful? What was difficult about it? Well, I think that a lot of it was that I had these really high expectations for who I should be in the world and how I should be. And I also, I, it felt like there was someone inside of me that wanted to be alive, but couldn't, couldn't get out. So um, there was a lot of thoughts about what's wrong with you. Why can't you feel like yourself? Why are you so awkward? Why can't you live up to your potential? You know, you're always going to be like this. You're such a loser. Look at other people. Like, mm -hmm. always comparing, always right. comparing. Right. Who did yeah. you want to be? Like, who did you want to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good, that's a great question. For one thing, I know it's, it's funny. I always wanted to wear hats. And I think uh, you're, rock, you're rocking your hat today. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I know that kind of may seem silly, but it wasn't. I think what it was is there was um, there was an expressive lifestyle of uh, particularly I love the 20s when women, you know, who danced and they wore hats and they were very vivacious. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there was a certain a joy de vivre that. Right. And I was in this little town in Ohio wearing white tennis shoes and, you know, uh, very basic, you know, bland clothing. I, I was boring. <laughs> it was really boring. 
And I feel bad saying that about that little person because, you know, it wasn't her fault. Right. But it's a funny thing when you have, have an idea in yourself of what's possible, but you don't know how to get there. Right. That's how it was for me. Right. And so it was the same thing as a teenager? Oh, yes. And, yes, and an yes. adult, young adult? Yes. In okay. fact, it got a little bit worse. I think partly why the depression really kicked in is I moved to first New York. I was in New York City for a while. Then I was in Los Angeles. And when I was in those cities, it got even worse because I would see all these people who seemed to be like how I wanted to be. Right. But I was still this awkward, bland, right? Like, so it didn't realize it till many years later, but I think that that's kind of why it also it felt like it worsened was because I was surrounded by people that I just thought were so interesting and alive. Right. And I wanted and, that. I wanted that sense of being really alive. Right. So you didn't know how to become like them. Exactly. And you thought you were just boring, which was <laughs> obviously not. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think that young person would be happy with who I've become, you know, but it's, um, you don't know that at the time, right? You don't know. Right. Right. You don't know what you don't know until you know. <laughs> right? There you go. Right. Yes. All right. So tell me, um, you were depressed. What, um, what were you thinking? What were you feeling? So, you know, during that time, the thing that I always remember is that it felt like everything was closing in on me. And because it felt like the, those voices in the head kept getting louder about what was wrong with me and that I was never going to be able to be the person I wanted to be. And um, I often describe it as like an iron wall closing in because that's right. how this heavy, heavy darkness that just felt like it was closing in. Right. Yeah. That's the, you know, I can even feel it now. Right. Wow. I can feel how that was. Right. And so how did you overcome such intense and overpowering doubts and fears? Like, how did you overcome that as a young woman? You know, Esme, I was so lucky that at the worst of it, I was fantasizing all the time about how to get off this planet. And at wow. that point, um, I was led to a meditation class. And in that class, I still felt that, right? I felt that iron wall closing in, but there was a moment they teach you to focus on your breath, right? So I was focused on the in-breath and the out-breath. And there was one breath where I didn't feel pain. Right. And I remember like literally thinking, whoa, you know, I don't, I don't want to be dead right now. Right. And it was like a little pinprick of light in that wall. But as anybody who's ever been in the dark knows, the tiniest bit of light, it, it's everything. Right. And, and that for me became my guiding light, really, that tiny little pinprick of light, because I realized, I realized that it wasn't solid. Well, if I could have one little bit of light, right. maybe I could have another one and another one. Right. So then after you left that meditation, um, that group, now how, and you went home, how did you change your life? Yes. So what I did as me was I literally started looking for moments of light. I'm not kidding. So I would hold my cat. I love cats and I would hold her and she'd purr and I would feel like, okay, that's like a little pinprick of light in that wall, you know, or I would talk to a friend and their voice would be a little pinprick of light or I would, right. you know, walk outside and see and literally the stars are pinpricks of light. Right. So, um, 
And then after a while, I started realizing I didn't have to wait to just sort of notice those. I, I could create them. Right. And that became huge because I consciously choose, you know, I would choose like, okay, how to create some light today. Right. Wow. And then as, as you might guess, the biggest, biggest change for me was when I finally got out of all of that, what's wrong with me, what's going on in my life. And I started looking around and I saw, well, there's a lot of people in the dark. There's yes. a lot of people who are scared and lonely and grieving. And I then started thinking, how can I give light? Right. And that wow. was the that was the big game changer. Right. <laughs> that was where my life really changed. Right. So you change your mind and then uh, then you change your environment regarding how you see the world. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and then you decide to give back, to give to others. Yes. And as right. we all know, the secret magic of all of that is that it's impossible to to do for others, to give to others, to try and, you know, be light for others without first feeling it. Right. Exactly. You have to have, your cup must be full in order to, (laughs) in order to give, because if your cup is empty, there's no, you can't give, even though you want to, there's nothing to give. Right. Yes. So then you have to replenish your, your, your energy, you know, um, what's, you know, your, your soul, your, your love, and uh, then you can give out to the world. Exactly. Right. Yes. And then as soon as we give, it's just, we're filled right back up again. It's like, right. it is like magic. It, to it, me, it's, it is truly like magic. Right. It, well, they say it's better to give than to receive, right? <laughs> and really, I always, to me, it's, they're, they're one thing, right? It's like, there is, there's no separation between them. Right. Oh yeah. Cause you know, when you, when you give, you feel so good. I know when I, when I give and I do something for others, I feel great. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it makes me smile. And I, I love it because I, I, I love to see the smile on their face. It's like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so you, you give not to get back. Right. But you give because your heart wants to give. It's beautifully, beautifully said. Right. Yes. So how should people celebrate themselves? Oh, that's a great question. First of <laughs> all, you. I love that you just went straight there to, hey, people should celebrate themselves. Right. <laughs> you know, because um, in our culture, it's a strange thing that a lot of people don't feel that they have permission right. or the space to do it, or they feel that it's selfish or um, arrogant. And so first and foremost, I think the way that people celebrate themselves is to realize how wonderful and beautiful and necessary it is. I mean, we're, you know, here I am sitting with you and I'm looking at this beautiful person with this bright (laughs) energy and who does this great work in the world. And that person is one of all of us, right? We're all connected. We're all people. And that's right. We need to realize that, you know, it's just as important to celebrate ourselves as it is to celebrate others. Right. And so what do you do to celebrate yourself? Oh, goodness. I do all <laughs> kinds of things. Good. I think a couple of things is I give myself very generously the things that bring me to life. So I pay very close attention. And that comes from I've now have a 30 year meditation practice and I I'm in solitude a lot. I'm with people a lot, but I also plan a lot of solitude. Right. When I'm quiet and I hear something drop in, like, um, gosh, you know, I'd really like to take a hot bath with some eucalyptus oil, you know? And I'm like, okay, honey, you know, let's do that. 
you know, or I'd love to, I'd love to get a good book and just read tonight, you know, with some popcorn. Right. All right. You know, and those sound like small things, but it's a true celebration to listen to ourselves, you know, right. to listen when the voices say, I'm exhausted, I need a nap or, yeah. you know, oh, I really want to be with a friend. So those are like everyday sorts of celebrations. And right. then I also try to elevate it. So for instance, I often will, if I'm going to the grocery store, um, I do happen to have a big collection of hats and I, I love clothing <laughs> as an expression. And so I will often put on something that I really love, even though it right. might be inappropriate for the grocery store, right. but I love it. And I, you know, I'll often say to myself, this could be my last afternoon, you know? Yes. What do I want to, what do I want to be wearing on my last afternoon if that's the case or how, right. you know? So right. I think a lot of it is, is really giving ourselves very generously anything right. at all that brings us to life. Right. Giving ourselves permission to, to smile, you know, because I know sometimes when I'm feeling down, I think that I do sometimes is just get all dressed up and put my makeup on and, <laughs> because, it, because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel, you know, if just, just feel like living and it's, you know, life is great. And, and of course I love to put on music and dance around the house. It's like, yay. Oh, <laughs> right. I, yes. I, you know, these are things that I do, uh, you know, because um, I really, I love it because I love to smile and I, and I, I don't um, believe that I should stay in the dump and, you know, stay in a dark place forever, you know, feeling depressed and, you know, and having a negative mindset for too long. I don't like that. So I said, okay, I'm not feeling the greatest today, but I'm going to make myself feel good. So I turned the music on, turned up really loud and jump around the house and dance. <laughs> you know, that's so beautiful. And I could see you doing that, right? Yay, like, yay. You know, <laughs> yes. and, and, and just, just as much of a celebration could be if someone is feeling sad that they might think, I'm going to call a friend yes. and just take a quiet walk yeah. or, um, you know, it could be also allowing the feelings, but there's something different about it when we're not trapped in them. Right. And when we're choosing how to be with ourselves, whether it's like you do, right. Or it's choosing to feel the feelings, but to know that, you know, um, nothing is that solid iron wall. Right. To me, that's a really important thing to always remember, to let our energy shift. Right. And nothing yeah. is permanent. Nothing is permanent. You know, and one of the things I, I really like to do too is just I'll get um, you know, inspirational books and I'll read those. And because, you know, because somebody can bring me from there, you know, talk about their pain and, and uh, what uh, they went through. And, you know, and so I love to read that and see and get inspiration actually from their story. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's lots of great inspirational books that I like to read because it, it does bring me joy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and one of the things that we can do, you know, like that's a beautiful way to celebrate, right? To read inspiration. Right. And um, the other thing that, that we could do is surprise ourselves or surprise other people. Right. I think that's one of a, a really quick path. Like, so for instance, I'm a, I love sending things through the mail. You know, it's become like people very rarely get personal mail anymore through the postal yes, service. Right. But I love to send cards to other people. I love to send cards to myself. Oh, and then nice. I, I forget. And I'm surprised. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, good job. That was really, you know, I guess I should say one of one of the things I feel is really important, especially when it comes to work and celebrating who we are as, you know, in our work, is to celebrate the process, right. not the result. 
So, right. you know, like, hey, you sent off that proposal. You put your heart into that. That was right. amazing that you did that. Exactly. So on YouTube, you talk about the love list. What is that? Ooh, the love list. <laughs> Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Um, the love list is, is really the heart of, of what I do. Because what the love list is, is it is a list of all the reasons we love somebody. So I started doing this when my mother turned 50. So it was like 30 years ago. And it's just specific reasons, you know, why we love someone, why they matter to us, what makes them unique. Right. I feel like what people really want most in the world is to be seen and yes. to be known and to be celebrated. And right. again, with the love list, I realized when I'm making a love list for somebody, and I've probably made hundreds of them in my life, when I'm making a love list, when I'm focused on love, it's impossible to be depressed. Yes. Right. So that was one of the big secrets I learned way back when. Right. So, um, so now, um, how do you teach your clients how to make a love list? Oh, well, I just did it yesterday because on, um, here in the United States, the, the day after Thanksgiving is typically, it's called Black Friday. Right. And it's a day that people shop, 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 spend, 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 spend. And right. as my own little antidote to that, I always encourage people to stay home get on a free call with me and I walk them through, I have all kinds of prompts. So I walk them through, I give prompts, you know, um, right. and then we'll walk through that and then I'll give them a bunch of other prompts for it. I also tell people all the different ways to present them. So you can put them in fortune cookies, you can put them in jars, like on little slips of paper, you can put them in an advent calendar, you know, for the holidays. There's lots of ways to present them. Right. And, the way, so I teach people, that's one of the ways is in person like that. I also, you know, I do videos and on my website, I have a free uh, gift for people that they can right. download. Right. So now how do you decrease stress in your life? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, I am very proactive about stress. So I don't have a lot of stress in my life because I'm very intentional about how I live my life. I'm right. schedule, schedule, schedule. So for instance, if you looked at my calendar right now, you would see when I'm going to meditate, you see when I'm going to yoga, you see when I'm going to dance class, you see when I'm with my family, you see when I'm with my friends, block time for creative projects and work. I, you know, I try to really make sure that all parts of me get taken care of. Right. And it's sacred. So I don't, you know, if it's a dance class night and somebody says, do you want to go out for a drink? I'll say, hey, come to dance with me. And then, you know, maybe right. we can have some dinner afterwards. Right. Um, but I keep it very sacred. I also spend uh, four times a year, I take myself to a little cabin uh, off, you know, no phone, no uh, internet. And that's my time to really realign and to assess and make sure that, that I'm living in alignment. Right. So you take yourself off the grid. I do. That's pretty hard to do. <laughs> you know what? I, <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And um, it's one of my big recommendations to people. Right. Because what happens is we just live in this world where there's, there's so much coming at us. Yes. And it's easy to, it's actually easy to forget that we don't have to listen to any of that. Right. And we get to choose the voices that we hear, right? This is very intentional for me to be with you because I, I, even though we've never met, I knew 
your heart. I could hear it on your other shows. And oh, thank right? you. So it's a very intentional for me to be with someone who is positive and loving and doing good things in the world rather than I don't turn on the news to listen to that. Right. You know? Oh, definitely. We are bombarded. You know, like the other day I said, I'm to unsubscribe to some of these emails coming at me. You know, like, it's so many emails. It's like, I, know. I said, well, who are these people? I don't even know who they are. <laughs> unsubscribe, unsubscribe, because I don't know. And it just, yeah, like the world is spinning almost like so fast. Yes. Everything. You know, even as an entrepreneur, um, you know, like there's so many different things that you have to learn. You got to learn this. You got to learn how to do Facebook Live. You got to learn um, how to be on Twitter. You got to learn how to be on LinkedIn. Like it's just coming at you so fast. So I'm really glad that you say, you know, you take time and you just kind of got, you know, get rid of all those, um, you know, the little, you know, things that's going to trigger you to go to the phone and you just go and you just, um, you know, be by yourself yeah. without any of those social media stuff going on in the background. That's why I love meditation so much. I mean, aside from the fact that it really saved my life, you know, back then, right. but, but I love meditation because it really truly gives us the chance to hear what's true. And I feel like so much comes through because you're right. Like we get told we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do this. We do we don't really, it's all made up, right? right? right. It's all made up. Oh, definitely. And when we're quiet and taking the time to breathe and, and really truly be with ourselves, we hear what's really true. Right. You know, and I think that a lot of the stress comes from too much of this, you know, too much stimulus, too much believing that we have to live a certain way or be a certain way. I think this is, you know, of course, because I grew up with a lot of that, it's really important for me, you know, I do a lot around, especially around the holidays of helping people to see that we get to create our own culture. Right. We don't have to make lists of things that we have to buy people and we don't have to go to a hundred part. You know, we, we can choose what things mean to us and how to celebrate them. Oh, for sure. Christmas is so commercial. It's like so commercial because, you know, it's like Christmas. Oh, the first thing you think about is, oh, what am I going to buy this person? What am I going to buy that person? And it's not about that. Mm -mm. You know, I was just telling my son the other day, I said, Christmas is about, you know, being with the people that you love. It's not about gifts and it's becoming so commercial where it's about what am I going to get? What am I going to buy this person? No, I said, I don't even, I don't even want any gifts. <laughs> ah, right. Right. I don't because it's not Christmas. not about that. It's not. You know, I want give me, give me a hug. I want my son <laughs> to give me a hug. <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that's enough for me. And I, I know I love that, but don't go out there and spend any money on me. I don't want that. Right. You know, I just want you to be, I want to be in your presence. And that's, you know, so that is one of the things, especially this time of year that I think causes a lot of stress. And yes. one of the things that my family started about 10 years ago is we stopped with the material gifts, but we do plan a day. We travel to see my mom back, you know, in the East, but we plan a day that we call the holiday hoopla and every year it's a different theme and it's creativity and games and fun and good food. It's memories, right? It's, so right. it's like an experience with everybody that it's fun to plan. You know, we have a lot of fun planning it and people have a lot of fun being there. And it broke that, you know, that obligation sort of feel that I used to have. Right. Well, yeah, because my kids, they still want money. <laughs> give, me, <laughs> give me money. Christmas <laughs> money. I say, but I mean, I do give money. So, okay, whatever, you know, buy, <laughs> buy what you want. Right. But yeah, I said, don't give me anything because I, I don't, I don't want anything. You know, this, 
I just want to, you know, know that um, my family, they're safe. My children are oh. safe, you know, and that's oh. all, that's all that really matters to me, you know? And so, so go back to the younger Sherry who felt afraid. What words of wisdom would it give her so she can believe in herself? Ah, uh, that's so beautiful. You know, what I would tell her is exactly what I've been talking to you about. I would say, oh, honey, just be you, you know, listen to what is true for you. Follow what brings you to life and trust, trust that trust. What sparks for you is what will lead you to exactly where you want to go. Right. That is beautiful. <laughs> so this is the last question. You're very successful, but what are you still struggling with now? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you. Oh, I love it. You know, <laughs> and you know, this is one of those, it's, what I struggle with most is that ever since I've practiced what I've been talking about, my life has gotten more and more bigger, right? Bigger and mm -hmm. more creative and more fun. And the ideas just come, like, especially when I'm meditating. Right. And, and it, it's still a challenge for me, and it's a good challenge, but it's still a challenge to um, how do I in this one little lifetime um, do all the things that I so much want to do? Right. While at the same time, being present with the people I love and taking care of my body. And so I think, you know, that's still the, the biggest challenge. And again, it's a great one to have because it, right. it really forces me to constantly look at what's next and just right. sort of stay focused on this is what's really calling to me right now. And then all those lists of things that I really hope I'll, I'll do someday, you know. Right. So the someday list. <laughs> the someday list. So Sherry, what would you like to share with our audience today? Oh, well, you know, you know this, but and I haven't had a chance to say it yet, but um, my, my new book is called Say It Now. And nice. the biggest thing I always want to share with people is that we just don't know. We don't yeah. know how much time we have. We don't know how much time the people we love have. That's why I wrote this book. And so much of what I want people, that's why the love lists are so important to me. I want right. people to say it now while you know you're here, the person you love is here. Right. Don't wait. Right. Like, yeah, like use the, the good dishes. Yes. Use a China. Right? Don't wait until you're dead to say, oh, yeah, you can have my China. Yeah, go oh. ahead. Yes, me. Yes, yes, yes to all of that. Treat, right? right. Wear, the, wear the dress you love. Wear the dress you love. That's right. Give, you know, give the gifts now while you're here. Right? That's it. That's oh. all it. Yes. Right. So you can learn more about Sherry at esbelawrence.com. Thank you for joining us today, Sherry. It was a wonderful conversation and I love your energy and your presence. You're a beautiful lady. Thank you. I loved this time with you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So thank you for listening to Sprinting to a Success podcast with Esme Lawrence. Hi, I'm Sherry riker Ballou. My company is Simply Celebrate and I help people to celebrate themselves and the people they love and to really enjoy everyday life. And I am sprinting to success with Esme Lawrence. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Thank you for listening to Sprinting to Success with your host, Esme Lawrence. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this show on iTunes. For more information about Esme and to hear other episodes of the show, go to EsmeLawrence.com. The information in this podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional or medical treatment or advice. 
Always seek advice from your healthcare provider.